All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slapped me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. He plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a weirdo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Shusko. You might have caught my phone notification in there, Dave. That's just... Yep. No, as, as I heard yours, I reached for mine and made yep. sure it was on vibrate. Uh, of course, you know, the timing of that is impeccable. It just means it's time to start the podcast. <laughs> Uh, game week 12 is complete. We're headed towards game week 13. And even beyond that, we're headed to our first midweek game week of the upcoming season. Beautiful. Not the Friday or Monday matches that sometimes bookend the game week. We're talking about Thursday. Well, first Tuesday. Tuesday. I know my days of the week. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday matches. We're talking about midweek? Midweek matches are coming uh, before we will be able to release another pod after this one, there will be midweek matches. So the game weeks are going to come fast. If you are keeping up, you'll be just fine. Make sure you set your lineups accordingly. But we're going to talk about the game week that ended. More importantly, the storylines and the topics that are important as we get into what we call here in the United States, thanks to NBC Sports, the festive, the festive fixtures. fixtures. Yep. We're going to talk about the state of premium strikers in FPL right now. That might be a quick conversation. We're going to talk about the wingback position. Brian's got something prepared uh, to talk about the bonus point structure on our Slack workspace. There's a lot of questioning about who got bonus points, more importantly, who didn't, and why that was. Brian is our resident bonus point expert. Oh, yeah. So he's going to let us know. Mm. We're going to talk about the new managers and whether or not they're making the players on their new teams any more desirable than what they were before the new manager was needed, and so much more, including, Dave, an FPL America Derby for the ages. No, that it was not. Okay, fine. It was for a little bit of the game. We will talk about it, though. We will talk about it because it's Arsenal. That's uh, <laughs> that's my outline in a nutshell. Have I love I, it. Have I teased the, uh, the episode I enough? I think that's the thorough teasing. I, if you tease me any more, then I'm going to leave. Mm, don't do that. <laughs> What should we do next, Brian? Let's get on with what happened in game week 12. Let's start by just breezing through the game week 12 dream team. Tell me, gentlemen, if this is something that helped you or was completely oblivious to your lineup here. It was a 5-3-2 dream team formation. The defense was filled with some heavy hitters. Tyrone Mings. Oh, why am I starting with him? But Mings was there. He scored 15 game, uh, 15, Mings had 15? 15 fantasy points in the game wow. week. Uh, but then followed by TAA, Antonio Rudiger, Reese James, Joao Cancelo. That's a heavy-hitting defense. It sure is. As I've been saying, I absolutely do not regret at all my all-Chelsea defense decision. That's not true. I did I not say that. I regretted it last week. 
and I stuck with it this week, but I did not play all three of them. <laughs> Who did you play? You hedged I, your bet. Well, so didn't you? I left Rudiger in the second bench spot. Did he make it into your squad? He did not. Ah. I had Raul Jimenez in my first bench spot, which was fine. That was fine. Um, but I needed one other person. I honestly, I what I should have done, I didn't expect Phil Foden to play. And I kind of thought that it was going to be Foden who was going to drop out. And he ended up playing the, exactly the wrong number of minutes. 59. No. Well, <laughs> well, he got to 50. He didn't even get to 59, so it wasn't quite the ultimate insult. But no, I just, I should, I, he, we knew he was knocked coming into the weekend. But I threw him in there anyway, thinking, well, I'll just take whoever comes in off the bench. I'll, I'll, and I just, I was like, I didn't, I didn't know Raul Jimenez coming back from international duty. I, kind of expected he might get a minute so it just was there was just all bad decisions what i should have thought was the one guy who's not going to be benched is going to be antonio rudiger Mm -hmm. but but of course the thought of like oh i'll just play all three chelsea defenders i can't do that that's insanity and it would and it would not have been i can't play him well i get i'll take my chances with livermento he'll be fine (laughs) They're playing a they're playing a nobody team. Yeah, I I I, I mean Norwich, right? They're playing Norwich. Yeah. Oh, there's no way they'll get scored. Oh, they'll get scored on almost immediately. Now, this was the Ben Chilwell derby that that Chelsea won, and I loved how Leicester fans booed him every time he touched the ball. He did go off injured to today. We're recording Tuesday night. Yeah. Later, he went in the off week. in the Champions League injured. He went off. Like, it didn't look great. Did they have to? Carry him off in a stretcher? No, no not... but he was leaning on two people with each, you know, one with each arm. Mm. It was not looking very. Uh, That's Harry Kaneish. Post match, Tuchel said he was in a lot of pain, and now he feels a bit better. But he needed help to get off. The... He needed help. He to... felt better because they took That's... some long needles and injected him. Yeah, I'm sure he with... felt. That's what I thought. Like, I'm sure he feels better sure he a couple feels better. A couple hours after he destroyed. Yeah. What does it? Feel he like said tomorrow. The, the word, the the way he described it was, he felt a sharp pain in his knee. I can't. Not Im- good selling him. I can't imagine that he plays this weekend. And if, if and... there's one thing that I personally can speak on, it's knee sharp pains in the knee. Yeah, there's not good. It's never good. I can't imagine that he plays this weekend. If it's any kind of sprain, he's out. I mean, this is the the biggest pile of fixtures that they have. The good, the only good thing with him is that he has that there. If any team has a one for one replacement at yeah. the, at a position, Marcus you Alonso. know for sure it's Alonso who's going to step right into this. I'm convinced that Alonso got with a voodoo witch doctor after this last match on the weekend. And made something happen to Chilwell. We just want to say this. Did you see NBC flashed over? Cameramen are unbelievable at getting guys at the wrong times. Got Alonzo. And he literally was had this look on his face with his like hand in his his head in his hand. And like just kind of staring off into the into the distance, like contemplating, like, what am I doing here? Yeah, I'm continuing to ride the pine. Yeah, they got the the men and blazers had a moment for Nicholas Pepe, the same thing. Same thing. Yeah, during Liverpool, <laughs> like I don't care. Like I don't care what's going on. Like, I'm not involved in this. Right, right. I'm good enough to be on the bench, and that's it. Wow, that's a crazy place to be for any player. Achille, Either way, a yeah. injury 
would reduce or lessen by one the list of popular wingbacks that are successful right now in fantasy. I mean, this dream team is evidence of it. TAA is on here. Cancelo's on here. Chilwell was on there. Alonzo very well could go right onto that list in Chilwell's place. He has the ability. So Wingbacks are let's, the it. Let's discuss some yeah. fantasy relevance right now that applies to me, selfishly. Yeah. I have Chilwell on my team. Do I go to Cancelo, who I don't have, or do I go to Alonzo, who I don't have? Well, you could make some money going to Alonzo, I'm assuming. If depending on what you spent on Chilwell, I, I'm guessing that he's. Less. I have one pound dollar in the bank, so I can go to Cancelo, and or I could go to and Alonzo. Yeah, like for me, you know, Chilwell. Or I could just go to Chalaba. Chilwell's at six even, so and I, you know, I got in on him, so he's a five point eight for me. I don't know where he is for you, but either way, yeah, Alonzo's down to five point six. Why in the world would you want him? After all of the, after everything that uh, Chilwell has done, until right this very moment, I, I mean, that's do you do you care at all about the matchup? I think we all agree that this is there's no I there's don't care no about Chelsea matchup. They're playing at home against Manchester United. I feel like this is they could it's get a great they could, time to play them. The best possible time to play them. I don't know. No, the best possible time would have been before Ole got sacked. When sure. Watford yeah, played. I guess you're right. That's I guess it's not the exact possible. best. But what's going to be different? What's going to be different at United? It's the I same don't know. players. They, it's the same they, crowd. They beat Villarreal. I mean, uh, uh, it was a little bit of a struggle. They got it done. Yeah, I mean, they also I got it done Chelsea against I think Chelsea right Atlanta. now is a better team than United. Yeah, Chelsea. Chelsea's got that magical streak this year that you sometimes um, see clubs need. Yeah, no, clubs fair. usually need. They've got it right now. It's in a long. I mean, it's a long season. Where they so. they just find ways to keep winning. Right, yeah, whether it's wing back scoring or like the, if you're able to continue to win without your strikers and or attacking midfielders scoring, then you're doing okay. And Chelsea's been able to do that. Uh, going back to the wing back thing that Dave just mentioned, I mean, there are three defenders who are starting to separate quite a bit from the crowd TAA, Cancelo, and James. All of them play a wing back type of position. Yeah, and and Chilwell was on that list too until now, but yeah, for sure, those those guys. Even for shots, I mean, we talked about it before. You know, last week or two weeks ago, Antonio Rudiger's on that list. Marcus Alonso, despite not playing all this like, half the season, is still in the top. Like, there's so, like Rudiger's the one guy who's not who's who's on you know just a center back who's not like who's still on that you know top of the statistical list and a for lot sure. of a lot of attacking stats, Rudiger which is might, crazy. Might be all right. So, r- uh, real quick, I, and I need to ask a crazy question right now. Because I'm going to move off Chilwell. Sharp pain in the knee does not mean that I'm going to keep that guy on my team. I haven't used a transfer yet this week. I don't, I don't have to go anywhere else. Yeah. So I'm probably going to address that issue. I would not mind keeping it in the, on the Chelsea team. I know <laughs> Rudiger is Mr. Consistent Chelsea starter center back guy. Yeah. But Brian Chalaba is four points. Just hear me out. Yeah. Behind Chilwell. Yeah. So as good as Chilwell's been this year, Chalaba, who started in a crazy, limited, he's played 90 minutes, one, two, three, four, five, six times, and he is four points behind, and he scored He scored midweek. He scored today. He played. Don't forget that Chilwell Scott, didn't play Scott, to what start do the I season. Make, what do I make of the fact that every time this kid Chalaba plays, 
He's a defender. He scores. He, he does tend to I score. I don't understand it. It is yeah. unbelievable. He has played in six. He has started in six Premier League matches. He has either scored or got a clean sheet and or both in every single one of his starts. Yeah. He's a great option because he's the youngest – most he, ath- he's the youngest, most athletic player that they have to play that position. But is he playing he's center back? A, yes, he's a perfect. But he's a perfect partnership with Thiago Silva and Antonio Rudiger. Those three guys. They that is a that has been as good. It's it's what it's like a a three headed uh, Diaz and John Stones for Manchester City last season. But it's like three people who are, like put, playing those three at the back. With Reese James and Ben Chilwell has been a perfect defense for for How them. How does this guy keep getting? It's unbelievable. Positions. He's because he's because he's young and good. Before you dog on Chilwell anymore, Chilwell's played six matches as well. He didn't make his season debut mm-hmm. till game week seven. So I know he costs a lot more, and he's only scored four more points. So points per pound, I'm totally with you. But Chilwell was much more of a stable, consistent presence during the times that he's been playing since he's been healthy and playing than Chalaba. And that's the only thing with Chalaba have a bench spot ready for I, I his I just don't know when spot. he's going to be playing. Exactly. Have a, you, Although you have to have 12 players. Uh, if you're going to have him I, my, have to the difference with Chelsea though. And I, I know some Chelsea people have brought this up in the, you know, I've heard this in the past week, just because of their position in the table, they, th- this is a three horse race. For the Premier League I, I title right with, now, for, yeah, I agree. And with Chelsea keeps throwing out the best lineup that they have in the and, Premier and League, I, or and I, yeah, well, in everything. I mean, today, look at the lineup they throw out today. Yeah, it wasn't. It was not their best lineup today. Not quite, but I mean, let's. It was close. Pulisic up front. That's not their. I mean, I love. Yeah, but, but they Pulisic, don't have. But that's uh, Werner. Standard, Werner standard and Pulisic Luke. off of injury is start him. Bring him in off injury. As a sub, right. and then start him the next. This match. is the the best that we've seen so far is that Lukaku and Werner made the bench. So they're both of those guys. I mean, they're they're fit enough to make the bench, which is positive for them. But yeah, I mean, this was I, I was surprised that they started James and Chilwell. That they keep starting those guys even now, like even midweek, like they're not even giving them a rest. And then what do they do? They thrash again today. Well, I wonder, I wonder if Tuchel's regretting starting Chilwell where he could have started Alonzo today. Well, that was the same thing with Lukaku a few weeks ago where it was like he had acknowledged ahead of the match that Lukaku got injured in, that Lukaku was tired. Like he, he says ahead of the match, the guy's like playing, he wants to play every minute. You know, he, maybe he needs a break. He goes out and starts him anyway. And then he gets his, you know, he rolls his ankle or whatever in that in that exact match, and has been out since. So crazy. I, I just I just think with them, I just don't know how much it's going to matter that it rotates. Yes, definitely, I agree. You need to have, I would say minimum. I like I think two bench players. I you can't have somewhere uh, the way most teams are set up. There's a Keenan Davis in there. There's a an a Basuma. Yeah. Or a Billy Gilmore or whatever, you know. There's somebody in there uh, that's going to be, you know, if you need them to come in, they can come in. But I feel like if you're at that point of your bench waiting for, I mean, you're you're expecting a one. 
you're expecting a, a one or a two coming off your bench, and it's just at that point, it's just the hope for a point compared to a zero. Right. So I, I don't know. I just don't know that it's going to matter a ton, especially because there's the Ben Johnsons. There's still the – there's, you know, Amarty uh, – Amarty for Lester was back in the lineup this week. Like, it's another guy who's more often than not seems like he's going to be in the lineup, and you just hope. It's just like every week you just – like, everyone has lucked out so hard that Ben Foster is the Watford starter. Like – like and now as a useful like to this week yet again another useful match for Ben Foster even in a matchup that you probably benched him a lot of people probably benched him for yeah, Manchester United. Either way, I just I just don't know how much it's going to matter with Chelsea. Yeah, you're going to have rotation, but it just seems like because of the way the title race is playing out, they need to keep they need to win even in the crappy matches. Are you really? Are you going to risk not playing Reese James in like a favorable fixture because you think like oh he might get rotated this week? You're going to throw him out there no matter what. That's true. So anyway. So if you so essentially, you know, you've got two goalkeepers, take them out, that leaves 13 outfield players in your Ross in your squad, your FPL squad. Brian, you're saying at least 12 of those 13 need to be playable. Yeah, I think for sure. I, I think 13 of 13 need to be. Okay. I I just but, think I just think no matter what like in the midfield like your your choice for useful player of, of in the bottom the bottom tier is Brownhill from Burnley it's Basuma who's back starting again for Brighton and it's Billy Gilmore who's getting run out now with um now that Dean Smith is there so he had a good match this week. So Billy Gilmore is a four point four. All three of those guys are four point four. That's good info, Brian. So all so all three of those guys, if you need, you know, if you need to remove somebody to get, you know, to especially to for in your defense. If you don't I hate this week because I I helped make this template and I sold it four <laughs> weeks ago just because I was like I was moving things around. I'm like, I'll get back to it, and I never did. And then even in a week where I had the players who put up the numbers, I still didn't I didn't play them. So then not only did I not I didn't have the option of Trent or Cancelo, but it wouldn't have hurt me if I had just played the guys that I had. Like it wouldn't have hurt me if I had just played Rudiger, James, and Chilwell. I didn't do it. And now like like right now I have the money to make my defense Cancelo, TAA, Chilwell, Reese James, and Rudiger. Which is insane because that's an that's an enormous amount of money, but those are the five like the five best performing players of the season almost. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy what those guys are doing. I, I'm so tempted to do it, even if it means I have to have Keenan Davis. You're a chicken. You won't do it. I am a chicken. All star listener Ryan asked a question on our Slack workspace about what do we do with premium strikers right now at this point in the season. All star listener Ryan is really good at this. Yeah. I don't know why he's asking this question. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan has been so good. He's smoking for, for years. For years but has this been year so good. This year I, especially. Just a, a quick shout out to all-star re- listener Ryan for, for sure. being maybe, so maybe good at this. he's just trying to make us feel good about ourselves. Yeah, maybe. I mean, he did ask so. a question today about Palace and Spurs that I was able to engage in a little bit, which is going to be better for the rest of the year, calendar year, Palace or you know Conte Spurs. And I, I kind of said, are you going to take Spurs? Uh, by the end, I, I kind of missed that he had said by the end of 2021. To be honest with you, okay. I think by the end of the season, Spurs will be better. I don't think Palace sustains where they're where they are right now. Okay. 
But I think that I mean, well, he and he was talking about fantasy because mm-hmm. I went back and read it. Fantasy attacking assets, right? So let's let's take the top three. So Kane, Son, and who Brian Lucas I'm, Mora. It's gonna so after watching this past week, Lucas Mora was very active for sure. And now, lo and behold, who is featured on the FPL homepage right now? Probably Lucas. Lucas Mora as a differential. Okay. Um, one he's of the, very active in that match. I of, think he's got to be on that list. One of the things that Mora did though that is not good for him is that I think he had. He was trying to break the record for giveaways, I think, in that match. Because I think he, I think I saw the stat that he had 16 giveaways in the first half or something like oh my that. Gosh. Like he had some absurd number of like turnovers that you just say, like, how are you going to keep your spot if you're going to be right. like that? The, I, right now, I would, I would almost, because Regulon scored, it's easy for me to say Regulon. But I think Emerson Royal is is a consideration too. I think he passes the eye test. It's Son and Kane, and then and who and then your who preference you and your preference third? of your preference of the of either wing back. And I think well, that's a money. I'm thing. not going Emerson because well, he hasn't done anything. Regalon what scored, and if Regalon doesn't score, you're not even talking about him. You're you look at them the same, and you're like, why is he two two tenths more expensive than Emerson Royal? I just think of the money. It's kind of how the money works out. Emerson hasn't had a goal or an assist all year, so I just don't know why. Um, now maybe Regulon only has he's got two assists and one goal, so he at least has. Yeah, that. his first goal is the is the but is the match had, winner he had two in this assists one. Assists before that, right? It was typical Spurs this week. It was slow starting first half. Leads came out feisty, and they you know they I mean, they, should, should they jumped the on him. Done right. in the second so, half. It right, the sec- that's exactly it. The second half was the like Spurs playing themselves into the game, and they get a result right. against a, a Leeds team that was missing their two two of their best players. So I, it's just hard to say. Staying on topic. Yeah. Top three attacking Spurs assets. Yeah. Kane, Hoybier, Son. <laughs> Okay, sure. I don't want any of them. <laughs> right. Okay. Let me be clear. Yeah. Well, I own Kane. I, I I, Son the, is number one. I would for sure. But okay. No, but, I think Kane is number. The, I, Kane's number one for me. Hold on. Son is in a weird spot with this Spurs team. Okay. I think Son's in a weird spot. Here's the question: The all-star listener Ryan was asking, and I yeah. want to address it. Three. You said attacking options for Spurs versus attacking options for Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace attacking options. Gallagher, Zaha, Benteke. Yeah. Versus Kane, Son, and... And someone. Oliver Skip, Lucas Mora, <laughs> Harry You Winks, could say, I think it's a wing Regulon. Back. I think it's a wing back. Let's go with Regulon. So we're not going Emerson because he has not done dunk <laughs> this year yet. If you had said this question two years ago, everyone would have said you're an absolute lunatic. Uh, 100%. But when you when when you spell it out and you look at it at this yeah. current moment, for the next forty five days until the end of twenty one, and it's probably less than that. That's what the question was. Who who would you rather have? I think I'd rather have the. I think I'd rather no, have. No, we we talked about it a few. We talked about it a while ago. I would rather ago, have Christian the, Benteke than than Harry Kane right now. I would second that. Crystal That's crazy. Crystal that Crystal crazy. Palace. <laughs> Crystal Palace until game week twenty. Really, and you can even extend it out further than that. I would say game week twenty-two, something like that. Crystal Palace plays Manchester United, which is one of the only—that's probably the only 
like red matchup until they get no game week twenty one they play West Ham. I think West Ham's legit. Other than that, Villa, Leicester, Everton, Southampton, Watford, Newcastle, talk, so like they, like they have a couple matches in there that you like. Maybe you're not playing the defensive asset, but any of the attackers, you look at it and you're like, the way I'm they're not playing, playing the Palace defender uh, ever, right? Not this Palace. I, sorry about the three two. Yeah, Guaida. Yeah, the Guaida move didn't necessarily work out. He got out. three points. It's not yeah. the worst. But and the, but Spurs still like the next. That's the reason why everyone was going to them was because it's Burnley, Brentford, Norwich, and the next it's still Spurs I, in I, the next three. I'm not there yet. I still I, I have to see it to believe it with Conte and Spurs and making this thing work. Haven't seen it yet. Nothing about this Leeds win convinced me that this is working yet. Uh, I I loved how Conte was trying to get the Spurs fans all riled up, and they were just kind of looking at him like, "Why are you waving your arms around, old man?" Uh, yeah. You know, it's 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 fine. It's it's probably going to work out. Is it fake energy? Yeah. I I don't I love energetic or, or, managers or at least like in ob- obli- bringing... obligatory energy. Right. This is what I'm it, supposed to do. Synthetic. Synthetic feels like the right it word. Right, yeah. Forced and/or yeah. synthetic. Yeah, and for or sure. Both. When he That's... did that at Stamford Bridge, it worked. When he does it at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium or whatever it's called, it's it's. Yeah. I don't know. It feels. Um, I don't know. It feels like uh, there's a disconnect. I, the no, weirdest it's... thing about this Spurs team is that these players. It's not a whole bunch of new people who. Like that are just fresh from the summer or even a year ago. Almost every single one of them has been there for a while. Emerson Royal's the one guy who's really Christian really Romero, fresh. but he hasn't found his foot. Right, but yet. and he's hurt too, and yeah. so he wasn't out Who? there. They're yeah, center exactly. Back. Well, he they're center back. He hasn't, exactly. had, no, no, he hasn't had an impact. That's yet. that's my obligatory. That's why. No, and and well, what I'm saying is, it's a we weird... talked about Christian Eriksen rumored to be coming back. There's nothing fresh. With Spurs right now. It's a weird place for them to be where they, they have similar players as they've had before. Mm-hmm. And you just think, like, you should know each other by now. And you all look kind of lost. Like, you're still sorting it out right. somehow. And I think it starts with Harry Kane. I'm going to bring this all around. Scott, Crystal Palace attacking assets, three versus three, until the end of 20, uh, 2021. Who would yeah. you rather have? I think and as we're, I'm sitting here, and we're referencing here, Benteke, Zaha, and Gallagher versus Kane, Son, and Mora, and Regulon or Regulon. Okay, uh, so I'm going to change my answer a little bit from Slack. I think until the end of 2021, it's Palace. Okay. I think in 2022, it'll be Spurs. Okay. Well, no, that's not the question, Brian. And I think Conte that's sacked fair. in the fall I'm not of 20. To cut you I off. think Conte sacked in the fall of 2022. In real life ownership, I own Harry Kane and I have Wilf Zaha. I've been a Zaha, like I'm a cheerleader for him. Despite, I need you to not hedge here. No, for just answer the question, Brian. <laughs> for the remainder of the calendar year, yeah, it has to be Palace. Yeah, has I to agree. Be. I, I agree. And it's, I would it, just say that is such crazy talk. In a segment, I want to call right this second. I'm sorry to say we have to take Christian Benteke seriously now. I know. <laughs> Not only a brace, Please. not only a brace, and all three bonus points this week, five shots, which is the third most of anyone since game week eight, which is the start of his big run of form here. He has twenty nine points, which is the second most for every forward. He's taken the most shots. He has the most shots on target. He has the most big chances of anyone. He's also managed to create some chances for his teammates. Look, like he's not. This is not like. 
I think that, and everyone like feel like this is an FPL community discussion. That's the point that's out there is like the weirdest thing to have to believe in someone that every year there's been a point where it's like, oh, like we a couple years ago, or as he was assisting like every week. It was the weirdest thing that he was like he was the guy providing to all the goal scorers. He was a great hold up player. Right now he's in like goal scoring form that's reminiscent of like what got him to this spot in the first place and it's not stopping and the fixtures are kind for them right like i i am i this is a total steal from a podcast that i adore but i can't think of another name better than fantasy zombie for christian benteke a bit, yeah. Right, he definitely. And this is, is a steal from from another podcast, not Look, fancy. We, from we already podcast. said, like, how much you still own Antonio? Yes. Yeah, you still have Antonio. I do. Right, and so we've said, like, Antonio is still in the middle of a really bad but, run of fixtures. Yeah, and and he played. It kind of played out the way the stats said they would. He gets nothing against he's got, against he, Wolves he's because got three in a row, and I don't like that. He's got three no returns in a row, and I do not like that. Like, they still have City, Brighton, Chelsea in their next three, and that's not good. Uh, like, West Ham is really good. West Ham has shown they can score or play against anybody. They yeah. could get uh, some kind of result against, uh, definitely against Brighton. At City, I don't know. Home to Chelsea, how, like, how much energy are they bringing to that? They beat, Enough to win? They beat Liverpool. They sure did. I just, I just don't think that the Chelsea defense is the is as leaky as Liverpool's. Right. That is true. I'm just saying, if you're gonna, if you were gonna dump Antonio, one, you should have done it a while ago. Like you should have done it before the international break. Two, you still have a window here. I think of three matches where you could say the upside for Benteke is definitely higher, and you can make some money. Just to, the, I think the the issue would be. How can you plan to get back to someone like him if you need to? So that's a different discussion. However, I think Benteke is a legitimate selection. Keeping it with Palace very briefly, the most transferred in uh, FPL Nation, is, FPL World is is talking, FPL community, if you will. Con- Connor Gallagher was the most transferred in for game week twelve. So the the masses are going to Palace attacking assets. Yeah. And now that Brian has said what he has said, there will be an article about Christian Benteke posted on the FPL webpage. I'm sure there it's, will be. It's coming soon. Let's go back to Spurs briefly. A funny note. Did you happen to catch Hoybier, uh in the celebration after Regulon's goal? No, I did not. He was completely Donkey Kong punching the back of Sergio Regulon, <laughs> like like fists downward really? on his back. It's the weirdest thing. Please go look at it. I was watching man. it and laughing out loud. That man is a weirdo. All right, next, keeping it with Spurs. We've talked about their attacking assets. Harry Kane, he's had four twos in a row. Romelu Lukaku hasn't played since game week eight. Mm-hmm. Jamie Vardy, 2-2-1-1. Two, two, one, one. Cristiano Ronaldo's at least given you a couple of returns in the last four game weeks. He's the only one of what we would refer to as a premium forward who has done anything in the last month. Gentlemen, what are we doing about the fact that premium strikers are not doing much? Is that going to continue, and how do you adapt your lineups accordingly? I have Vardy. I'm going to stick with Vardy because of his fixtures. Yeah, I would play the fixtures with Vardy. 
Home Watford at Southampton at Villa, home Newcastle in his next four. I feel like there's some goals in there. Call me crazy. Is Vardy's ownership still over 10? Vardy's ownership is at 25.8%. Okay, yeah. So there's a ton of people who are still. Way above. Yeah. Way above. Leicester is weird. Leicester feels a bit broken right now. I I agree. I think the whole Rodgers United, and and now all that might lighten now that Pochettino seems to be walking through those doors soon. Because who would want to manage Mbappe and Neymar and Messi? Like, why? Who would want to do that? Not Poch. So he's like, let's go to dysfunctional. It might be boring United. in France. Yeah, it is boring. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely stick with. I, if I had Vardy, I would definitely stick with him, just because the ne- at least the next four matches, you can look at those and say that's that's positive. Right. I I think for me, I mean, the point of getting Kane was this exact run of matches. I, I'm I am definitely playing the fixtures in this and Kane's form when he's not playing for Spurs. It's really fun and good. <laughs> it's so weird. I, I I have him for these reasons. I just think, like, let's say he gets a goal even against Burnley. Even if he scores. The two weeks after that, playing home to Brentford and then home to Norwich, I just feel like that's the first time that you're going to look at, at their attacking assets and say, mm. all right, now I have a real decision to make. If they do something against Burnley, like if they don't do something, I think there might be a little bit more like you're going to look it's going to be more sour going into the like the best two fixtures I think that you can have right now. But they're still really good. I mean, it's still a really good run of matches for them. With all that said, it was the aforementioned Christian Benteke as well as Emmanuel Dennis, a couple of discount forward options who made the game week 12 dream team. And Adam Armstrong was probably right behind them. Real quick, since fixtures do seem to be mattering here, people keep, I mean, it really does seem to be going with fixtures. I mean, Manchester United really do, after they play Chelsea and Arsenal, assuming that Arsenal can play real defense in that yeah, match. For sure. I mean, that's, that is when Manchester United's fixtures turn, like, I'd say amazing. I mean, they have, they have a run of matches against some of the best possible defenses that they can play. My feeling is... With Lukaku coming back healthy, once Lukaku gets back in, gets up to speed, Chelsea is gonna is on a kind of a run of matches that are kind of like this now for the next like six or seven weeks. They're still in a really good patch. I just my the the feeling seems to be even if you don't have one of them now. All of the teams that have one of those heavy hitters have a run where. At the very least, you'd have to look at it and say, yeah, I should at least consider it. It just seems like you would need to have one and then maybe kind of see what happens with that guy. Mm. Are you including Aubameyang in it? Would you even think of Aubameyang as a... Well, he's under 10. I feel like you got to be double digits if you want to be considered an upper echelon premium striker, Scott. I feel like that's double digit worthy. Totally agree. Uh, to round out the the dream team, moving into the midfield, there were three midfielders who made this five three two formation. Sadio Mane makes the dream team along with Hoybier of Spurs and Canos of Brentford. We've already talked about Hoybier enough in this podcast. Sadio Mane, Mane, I love him. It was the FPL America Derby, ended four nil. Dave, shocking. Once Mikel Arteta got Liverpool fans riled up. 
The Reds go on a tear. You think that was the turning point of the game? It, I think it just coincidentally happened to be that way. I and it was Sadio Mane who was kind of at the heart. That is true. Who yeah. not only did a hard tackle, but when he was getting up through an elbow. Tomiyasu. Uh, Minamino. Tomiyasu. No, no, Tomiyasu. Tomiyasu. Why am I assuming it's Minamino? I don't know. That's He's awful Japanese of you. I know. Tomiyasu. Oh, yeah, it's because Tomiyasu was in Mane's head. He was, he was, he was giving the business all day. Mane earned a yellow card soon after that, but he should have got ejected. VAR missed the elbow, but that's fine. Whatever. Arteta didn't miss it. No, he Nick did Locke not. acted like a spoiled baby. Uh, but that's, that's an Arsenal fine. fan's opinion for sure. <laughs> look, uh, yeah. Look, people probably want to hear what I have to say about this. But uh, honestly, I thought Arsenal played a really, really good game. The Liverpool first goal was awesome. Uh, I w- watched it in slow motion. I'm like, how could it, that ball be that perfect? How could it perfectly be in between both defenders and land on that one offensive player? I know. Like, it literally was barely past Gabrielle's head, dipped in. It, right it was on just the a perfect. Yeah. I don't. It's like when the quarterback makes the perfect pass. The, the, it, this is not an NFL podcast. But if a quarterback makes a perfect pass, the defender cannot get to it. That's what this pass was from Trent Alexander-Arnold. Is that yeah. he passed this guy? That's who passed it, right? Yeah. TAA to yeah. Mana, yep. Uh, that's what happened. That's what came in from Trent Alexander-Arnold. Anyways, second goal, which really opened the game up, was the giveaway from Nuno Tavares, who who up until that moment I thought was playing an unbelievable match. Uh, Trying to back up some big talk. And he was doing it. And he was doing it. He passed the ball away, literally to Jota in front of the goal, and Jota buries it. And uh, Arsenal then, uh, then at that point have an uphill battle. As they already did, they're being down one nothing at Anfield, which is a horrible place to be down. And um, they started pressing wing backs didn't get back, and Liverpool punished them. Yeah. So I feel like the scoreline was was it didn't it didn't reflect I, the match. I don't think it reflected the match. I agree with you. I feel like the game was closer than that. But Liverpool des- deserved the four goals. I'm not going to take anything away from that. They they buried Arsenal, and, and Arsenal's got a young team and. Honestly, I think they learned they learned some lessons, and yeah. I'd rather learn it at Anfield than learn it at home to Watford. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're going to learn a lesson, get Liverpool to teach it Do to it you at, someone at Anfield, right? right? Like most captain player in FPL, Mo Salah, you got a double digit return again uh, when you. And I tried to him. I tried to captaining my team this week. I didn't want to root for Salah as he's playing sure. my team. Sure, sure, sure. I went with Bowen. I captained Jared Bowen. Bowen of, of West Ham. Oh, really? Of course, he did not do anything. Wow. And, of course, Salah did. That is there, bold. Therefore, um, my FPL score reflected. I like his reasons, though. No, he didn't I, want to I, I, I totally do. I no. didn't want to. But I felt like like the, the, the safe move was going with Uncle Mo. And yeah, I, it's the safest and, thing in, in this game right now. And I didn't, I didn't want to root for him yeah. <laughs> against my team this week. Now, I'll probably move it back to him now, this the following week. Yeah, I don't know but how he won't. Anyways, I, I, I wanted to go with Bowen. I tried to be a little risky. It didn't And Jared off. Bowen was, I mean, as close to scoring as any. He I mean, was honestly, scoring every week. He only Yeah, knew. no, this he had the same kind of header in a great in a great spot. I mean, he he had West one of West Ham's best chances to score. It's really surprising he didn't. But you know, but Bowen, Which, in Bowen's that, coming and, off a a five five seven six three eleven and nine, if you want to make this an, uh, the moment we talk about fan, uh, bonus points, this is a perfect place to do it because 
Mo Salah gets a goal here in a 4-0 drubbing where nobody else, well, I mean, Mane, you understand why Mane gets kind of what he did and why Trent, you know, Trent had a great day too. But I think that I wonder if the assumption for a lot of people is like, oh, a guy scored a goal, he should get bonus points. I, I mean, I, I feel right. like that that seems sensible just because you think, like, well, he got a goal. Isn't that good? Like, right. shouldn't that be for well, some kind of Well, it depends bonus? on what time of the game it is, right, Brian? It does. That that seems to matter. But I just think for a lot of people, there's just nothing. We said, you know, we said this before, but there's nothing more mysterious than the way the FPL bonus point system works. No, man. <laughs> but I are, mean, aren't they, you going to explain this to us? Though? Yes. So okay. let's take a second. Just that. They have all the point values for the bonus point system on the website, spelled out under the. It's on the rules page, but the, basically, it's just that it. FPL bonus points. This the bonus point system calculates the, a player's overall involvement in the match, and that includes everything: minutes played, goals, assists. It factors in all contributions from crosses, chances created, dribbles, tackles. And then bad things like yellow cards, red cards, if you concede or, you know, conceding goals, obviously. Errors that lead to an attempt on goal, that factors in. Uh Fouls, offsides, like giveaways. So guys who turn the ball over a lot, any of the attacking players have a lot of turnovers. Wilfred Zaha, Mo Salah, all those guys give the ball away a lot because they have the ball at their feet a ton and they get dispossessed a ton. Just because that's natural. That's a part of the game. Not every guy beats their defender every single time. Yeah. So, But sure. all of those things factor into the bonus point system. That score, when you look at it, all of those things give a, you know, there's a composite score that's weighted and then listed for every player. You know, every week, the top three, whoever, whatever, whatever organization that is. Right. Gets bonus points. And so uh, it's the big issue is that I think just when you assume that a player scores a goal that they get bonus points, it doesn't necessarily work that way because forwards get the most points in the bonus point system. Forwards tend to, if they score goals, forwards tend to get the bonus points. Mm -hmm. Midfielders get the second most. Defenders get the, the least. I think we all agree if a goalkeeper scores a goal, you should get a king's ransom for it. For sure. I don't know why it's not built into the game. It should be a simple fact. Some players do way better in the bonus points system simply because they do more dirty work. Yeah. So this is why Mo Salah is a perfect example of a player. Look at his look at his season. Games where he gets multiple returns, he gets bonus points, but any game where he just gets a goal or an assist he gets nothing because he doesn't do any of the other stuff. Like Roberto Firmino, when he plays, if he scores, he almost inevitably gets all the bonus points. In a shutout, like it Ooh. makes a huge like it's a perfect like perfect for Trent Alexander Arnold to finish this match with three bonus points. Not only did they get a clean sheet, he had two assists, he's taking free kicks, he's taking corners. He is passing the ball a ton. That's a huge factor in a lo- the way this his completed passes. Like how many completed passes? What percentage of passes did you complete? If you're an accurate kicker of the ball, you're gonna be higher in the bonus point system than other players. Like Mane is the same. He does way more of the dirty work stuff on the pitch 
compared to what Salah does. It, anytime he does something, he almost always gets bonus points, even if it's a goal. So, like, play, like forwards like Raul Jimenez or Harry Kane the last few years, like, they are, like, bonus point system, like, magnets because they do sure. so much creatively for the team. Like, Salah finishing, like, it's great. He gets a goal. Everyone's thrilled that he gets you a return again. But he just doesn't do much of anything else. No, I get it. He's yep. a straightforward he's attacker. He's a pretty boy. No, stop it. He's kind of a pretty you were boy. talking about comparative the best player in the world yeah. right now. Comparative stop to Jared it. Bowen. Well, he, he, he likes it when it's served up on a platter to him. Oh, my gosh. That is not Because he doesn't do much else. He's not He's not tracking back <laughs> yeah, on defense. Yeah, he can't, he can't dribble the ball for anything. He has to have it served you, up on a platter. You gotta, want gotta, that guy not tracking back. That's the thing. Nobody's complaining about Yeah, that's exactly Salah right. not doing more. It's just like... I, the, you don't put your best offensive player... Defending, you know, in basketball, uh, defending the other team's best offensive player. It, you, you keep him fresh so he can keep shooting the ball and scoring the points. That's what you want most solid. It's what be. everyone is hoping, like, not to throw this back to Spurs, but it's what everyone is hoping Antonio Conte does with Kane, which is to say, stop going back there. Yeah. You stay up there and you kick ball at net. Yeah. Like what we've said for years. Yeah. Everyone has said for years and years. Do the dirty work in the box. Yes. Yeah. You do what you're really good at there, not here. Exactly. Stop going back That there. will lead to goals and make us talk nicely about Harry Kane again. Um, Sadio Mane's price has gone up a tenth like this in this interim. Sure. Nice. Uh, I love that. I, if Sadio Mane was not going to, the, to AFCON, if that wasn't looming... Having Salah and Mane, and if, like having two premium viable strategy, I, it, it was viable before this. Yeah, it is viable all the rest of the season. I don't care who they play. I want to talk about a couple of forward, or no, I'm sorry, I want to keep it in the midfield and talk about a couple of midfielders. Brian, uh, let's shift gears though to Burnley. Okay. Maxwell Cornet is going to be the best call I make all season, mostly because of how early I got on that one. Okay. As soon as he scored that first goal, Dave was still asking, who's that guy? I was saying Maxwell Cornet. What say you? This is annoying. <laughs> because, Scott, you are absolutely right. The, you have three guys. Cor- well, two for sure. But Cornet, and I think his his it's perfect because Emile Smith-Rowe, he and Emile Smith-Rowe since game week eight are tied for second for the most points. Because this is when that's when Cornet is really that's when he kind of had his big run here, but at least since game week eight. In fairness, though, you said big run. That always implies that he didn't do well at some point in some stretch, but he's doing well now. Cornet is his run has been since he began to feature for Burnley. Yes, Cornet. He is a good player. Yeah, every, on this team everyone has everyone has recognized that. Sean Dyche has recognized that, and I think so. I mean, I'm saying game week eight because that is when. They played Manchester City game week eight. He played 55 minutes. That was the first time that he played more than half. So prior to that, like his first eligibility was game week four. Game week eight was where he came in and really played for them. Since then, he's tied for second among midfielders with Emile Smith-Rowe. And I would just say like it's it's a perfect comparison because he has four goals in that span, which you love. But he's done it on six shots on target. Emile Smith-Rowe, we just talked about this a few weeks ago. Emile Smith-Rowe has done the exa- almost the exact same thing. He was kicking basically one goal at the net 
and getting the ball to go into it. And I, I just feel like that's a scary thing. Also, Cornet's only been in the box. He's had 11 touches in the opposition box since game week eight. Nathan Redman has 12. I, I'm just, I'm not saying it's not a guy not to go to because he has magic boots right now. It's just that. Well, it's, a- answer this for me then. Yeah. Let's, 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 let's put it into actual terms here. Tielemans is coming out of my lineup now for yeah. game week 12 because of his injury. Do I go to Bowen or Cornet? I, um, I, to me, I almost want to get ahead of the West Ham curve for the bad for their so-called bad run of matches here to get Bowen, and in a way just to cover not because I my I have two transfers this week. I'm almost definitely getting rid of Antonio as one of those transfers, and I almost want Bowen's coverage for that exact reason. So you're hedging on West Ham by yeah, getting rid of Antonio, but keep bringing in Bowen. In the same span that Cornet, so Cornet, and I know you hate XG, but uh, Cornet's had two big chances, two, in since game week eight. His XG is less than one. But and you know he's what? He's on four goals. What's his AG, Brian? Actual goals? Yeah, man. No, that's what <laughs> this is what I was saying. But this is exactly it. In the same span, Bernardo Silva, three goals, 2.7 XG. Mane, three goals, 2.2. Bowen, one goal on a 1.75 XG. Bowen is underperforming what he should have been doing this entire time. So Bowen is, a, is like, I, he's one of those guys that I'm like, he's already been on an amazing run, and he's underperforming. And we already said, like, he's on free kicks. He's in the box as much as almost any other midfielder. He's taking all the attempts. Me, I would rather have Jared Bowen. I just, I feel like, okay, as a West Ham believer. Anything also. else on Cornet you wanted to say? I would own Cornet if I didn't have to own James Ward-Prowse. Hmm. Well, but you do. So if sorry the, about that. If the decision was James Ward-Prowse or Maxwell Cornet. Cornet, hands down. Absolutely. Yeah, no question. We all agree okay. unanimously right. on that hey, one. Hey, um, on a bonus point thing, uh, James Ward-Prowse was really close to getting a bonus point this week. Really he, close. He, he does things. Really he, close, Dave. He created Scott, a lot of chances this week. He's his run. He hasn't he hit really his run is. yet. He's going to have four he's great so matches for you. Run. I don't know when it's going to be. It's, it's coming. probably not going to start this week against Liverpool. Probably. I hope not. All right. I'm not like the hard thing with everybody when they get in a good run of form. You could look at all the stats in the world, and there's always somebody who's a stats beater. Son and Vardy are stats beaters. They only need a chance. And if Cornet is that kind of guy, if he's that kind of player, it doesn't matter if he has seven shots total in five weeks. Like The way he plays, the positions he gets mm-hmm. into, and if he's clinical, he's like the anti-Embuemo. Like he's a guy who's gonna <laughs> not hit the post. He's gonna put a ball that's a, in a good spot into the net. And I, he's not a bad, he's not a bad option at all. All right. You mentioned Bernardo Silva. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else with Bernardo Silva you wanted to mention? Yes. As soon as I scroll through it, where was it? Were they early? When did they play? They played Sunday. Everton Sunday morning. First match. They played Everton and they and they beat them. Scott Bernardo's yeah, had a, goals in the last two weeks, but you can't count on that. It's just freaking luck. <laughs> Are you serious? I mean, Dave or Brian just mentioned something about his XG. It's just that Bernardo Silva has played 70 minutes in all but two matches this season, and the two that he didn't were in game weeks one and three. 
like Bernardo Silva has reestablished. Like, I think everyone. Grealish is about to come back healthy, though. But everyone expects that. Like, it's the same thing with Cancelo. Everyone has been saying all season. Well, at some point, like Pep Pep Roulette's going to get these guys, and here we are in game week, going into game week thirteen, and they haven't come out. And it's he has had one blank since game week eight. Mm. Bernardo Silva. Like, I totally get why everybody's going to him. Manchester City, they're to go to their fixture list. Manchester City's about to go on one of the best run of matches that anyone is going on. Having, like, so many people have gone to Foden. I have Foden. Uh, he seems to have been an obvious choice for a lot of people. Bernardo Silva, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to say that he's safer than Foden, but, like, he's as safe as anybody in that lineup. He's a pound dollar less. And he's a pound less. I, I do not at all I, I don't hate it at all. Like and he and he was active this week. Three big chances or I mean uh he's in the box as much as anybody else this week. Uh seven touches in the opposition box. He's the third most of any midfielder. Like he's getting he's getting into the positions, he's finishing them. He's in Manchester City and Manchester City's good. I just yeah. I don't know what else you need to know about him. I'm all considerate. I'm a big fan of having a core group of guys that, regardless if they go on a bad stretch or not, you know that their ceiling's high. If you have them over the course of the season, they're going to be at the top of their position in, in points, and I want to get all those points. I want to keep them in my lineup. So that's why Vardy is staying in my lineup right now, despite having a, a you know four-week stretch that's been poor. Salah's going to stay in my lineup. is going to stay in my lineup. Aaron Cresswell's staying in my lineup. Another guy that's in my lineup that came in Six weeks ago, six game weeks ago, was Ruben Diaz. Mm-hmm. He proceeded to score four points over the first three weeks I owned him. Wow, dude. Then I got six from him in the Manchester Derby, and then there were zero minutes in game week 12 from Ruben Diaz. Yeah. Now, I wasn't too upset about that because Connor Cody's six took his spot. So that worked out for me okay mm-hmm. off my bench, but I'm not going to count on that every Lucky single dog. week. Is Ruben Diaz in that category where I should keep him in and he'll he'll get it done over the course of the season? Or do I send him out because this isn't happening? It's a weird thing because he like has kind of he hasn't lost his spot necessarily, but he's obviously not a guy that they need to have back there. Not the way they needed him last season. Yeah. Which is weird. What has he done wrong? Uh, that's that's exactly right. Nothing's changed, right? He didn't do they didn't, <laughs> he didn't do anything to lose his place. He just isn't there. It, like it's a weird it's a weird thing with the Ask John Stones. Nah, well, and Laporte Laporte has Laporte has, has had more minutes. Has He's been more. back. Laporte's yeah, got back Ask in. Nathanake. Yeah, well, he he no, was the one that came off the bench in this match. To my relief, he was the one who came off the bench in this match uh, late on. So, you know, that's why Diaz ended up with zero points. If zero I didn't minutes. have Cancelo and I had Diaz, I wouldn't have Diaz. Like, I would make Diaz. I would make the move to Cancelo now, like right this second. I would do it if I had the money. I would do it as I'm sitting here. So you guys so, already mentioned in your own way what you've done with your lineups leading into game week uh, 13. Uh, I have not yet with mine. I have no fewer than five guys I want to send out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll be probably taking at least a negative four, if not a negative eight, just to try to refresh the squad a little bit. I, real quickly, and I know we're getting near the end of the pod, what what do Rafina owners do? 
It's been a couple of weeks since we've seen him. Well, so illness illness is illness different. Week. It's been one week. Yeah, he was he missed because of illness. I don't think with Leeds. You playing, hold on to him. Well, they play Brighton, Palace, and Brentford, and then yeah, this absolutely. If it was like a muscular thing or a ligament thing, fine. Even a COVID thing, maybe. But he was sick. It's fine. Yeah, it's gonna be it's, fine. It's hard because he's he's he has been a bit lucky. But he's also a great player, so you you have to balance luck and goodness. I think mm. that's the he should. I mean, his his goal two weeks ago, you know, two matches ago, it was nice. Yeah, it was a it was a free kick that went through everybody. I and, know, but, but it looked it, good. Sure, you you're thrilled. It's that, not. You're it's, thrilled that that happened on the spectrum. It's closer yes. to luck. I get yes. it. I get you it. You don't want guys to score goals that way, but you'll take goals that get scored that way. Exactly. Right. He's an amazing player. So, like, as long as he's not got whatever, again, not a football podcast, whatever Lamar Jackson is <laughs> sick with. Right? right, that's right. No, but whatever, if he's not sick, if, you know, as soon as you get, like, as soon as this week, if you, as soon as you see Rafinha back in training, whatever, like, that to me is, you know, that's all you need to see. I, I'm glad he didn't play this week for, for me. Your bench. However, uh, I wish, you know, I wish he had. Uh, I kind of wish he had been out there. You kind of you want him in game. You talked I, about I would hold him, Dave. Is right. the yeah, totally agree. But sticking with the midfield, you talked about losing your spot. Is there any chance this Malasar keeps his spot on the penalty kick pecking order There's for no Watford after missing two? Now you only lost points for one of the two, uh, but literally missed two pens in a row against David de Gea. I am fortunate as a SAR owner. I still came away from that match with a five yeah. for SAR after that, but uh, that was rough. Did you agree in the match when they said that they couldn't believe that because it was uh, uh, Sissoko? Who's a Sissoko as captain? The, the the announcers were just like, "Why didn't he step in there?" Yeah, as yeah, captain? yeah. I, th- I clearly it's why been would decided. Sar take the second one. Well, clearly it's been decided he's the guy. Right, I guess he's the guy. Now they might change that. I can't imagine he does. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. I would guess it's. I just you just think Josh King's form is just crazy right now. All I right, just we feel got like it would be Josh King. We got one match from three new managers. So rapid fire. All right, are you feeling any different about players from these squads based on the performance that you saw in game week twelve under a new manager? Let's start first. With Steven Gerrard at Aston Villa, I I didn't see anything yet. Uh, yeah, they shut out Brighton and they were fired up. Yes, definitely. Ollie Watkins as the only person I'm interested in buying, but not I'm Maddie not. Cash. I know Mings well, is on the dream team, but I love Maddie. So Cash. Matt Cash, that's the guy. As far as stats go, he's the guy. When you look at like. Real life touches in the opposition box. Is it real life, not fantasy? And, one of those guys. Well, no, because he's he the, he has the stats that back him up. But the, he can't pro- ever the, break through fantasy. One. The problem yeah. was that that Villa was conceding a ton of goals. You don't want a guy that costs as much as he does. That's not getting any kind of sure returns. Matt Ritchie and Matt Matty Cash are the kind of the same in a way, like the same guy. Oh, Matt Ritchie's that, a poor man's Matty Cash. Well, right? that Matt just that Matt Ritchie is like the on creativity this season. The only person that's better than Matt Ritchie is Trent. Okay, that's it. Well, let's like, keep it with Newcastle. So, so what I'm saying is that that Matty Cash is a is a 
He could be a consideration. He could be. It's just that he's not. I just wouldn't. Do he's it. in that. He hasn't done it yet. He's in that Emerson Royal category for Dave. I get Maybe. it. All right. So keeping with Newcastle, Eddie Howe. Now he managed from the hotel uh, because of a COVID diagnosis. But anything here with Newcastle that you like? I think the consensus it seems like is Eddie Howe is going to make the Eddie Howe Newcastle is going to be a lot like Eddie Howe Bournemouth, which means they're going to be fun. Tons Don't go of, near a defender. Yeah. Yeah, goals are plenty. Say Max Man. Well, well, I was going to ask you: Is that those Bournemouth teams? Josh King, Callum Wilson, yeah, Ryan Frazier, David Brooks, yeah, four offensive players we used to own, yeah, on Eddie All Howe's Bournemouth teams. Well, and I would say too, like, so is the is there a question about because the it seems like people are still the preference is still for Callum Wilson. Over St. Maximan, even though this week, perfect, yes, perfect. Callum Wilson until he gets hurt, then it's St. Maximan. There's a that's a there, it's not that big of a difference in price. It is different. Callum at seven point four, St. Maximan at six point eight. So that might be just a, a money issue, depending on how your team is set up. If you want to go to one of those guys, Callum Wilson was not bad this week. Like he was, no, he scored. Didn't he? Or was it no, ruled out? No, it was St. Maximin scored. Wilson Wilson got out. a yellow card. So Callum ends up with a one. Okay. But I think Wilson had put it in the net and it was called offside or something. Yeah. So, and he had the, he was second best for shots this week of anybody. He had the most shots in the box tied for the most of anybody this week. It's not, it's not like Callum Wilson was bad. No. So that's the thing. It, Antonio but, owners, if they're leaving Antonio, have options starting with Watkins and Callum Wilson. We're back yeah, into that. Yeah, if you're an Antonio owner and you don't have Raul Jimenez, and, Ollie, yeah, Wa- Ollie yeah. Watkins, Callum Wilson, or St. Maximan, yes, for sure. And then if you need the money, which is what I'm looking at, somebody that's going down as far as Josh King, there's a bunch of options below Antonio, for, for at least for the short term. We'll get to Watford in just a second. Let's talk about Dean Smith, his first match at Norwich. It was a victory, two in a row. Two, yeah, on, two I, on the spin, Dave. Yeah, I don't know about Pookie, but I, I like the the value of Omobama Deli and and Billy Gilmore possibly. Billy Gilmore, yeah. So I, I do. I think it's a, a, a budget saving move. He's four point four. Right. Again, I don't know what else. Like that's that's a guy. You know, as, no, it's an, one as game. an enabler, we're going yeah, off one, one game. game. But we already talked about Billy. Gilmore. This was a guy in the preseason that was already because he was priced that low. That's right. Coming in as somebody who's like, well, if you're going to have him in your side, if if they're going to get him because of the pedigree, he's going to have a place. And he should and have him. He should have a place. Right. And he's back in. He gets an assist in the match. So and that's yeah. it. That's it for me. I, okay. I would consider Billy Gilmore. We said, it, we said it two weeks ago because of the run of matches that they have right this exact minute that Norwich, because Norwich has, uh, it was Wolves, Newcastle, and then this week, what well, was Southampton? So Southampton, Wolves, not the greatest matchup, but it is at home. <laughs> but then Newcastle, that you had three like useful matches. If there was ever a time to have Pookie, it's right this second. And he's in, and he made good on it this week. Yes, he did. We've had a little bit of a larger sample size now on Claudio Ranieri at Watford, but we'll include him next. Watford scoring goals under Ranieri. They do it here against United. Well, they they can't play United every week, Scott. It hasn't just been United, but I get your point. You know, we've already talked about Dennis being in the dream team. By the way, when he took his shirt off after he scored his goal, it's not often that I admire a man's body. You d- you were 
You were admiring, weren't you? Sir? I was a, was a little lusty for Emmanuel okay. Dennis's upper well, body. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I respect the honesty. Um, it was, it was, it was something. Okay. Um, I wouldn't go to Dennis just because of the minutes, but he is cheap. If he's gonna get out there, he is gonna play. I mean, there's gonna, but it seems like Josh King is is more rotation proof. Yeah. Agreed. Josh King keeps being good. Would had a goal. Would have had an assist on Sars. Missed penalty because it was Sar that, or it was Josh King that drew the penalty. So Josh King, you know, you could be talking about Josh King with a goal and an assist yeah. instead of, uh, instead of. He well, Dennis been, had goal and two assists. Two he might assists. have passed Benteke though. You had, I mean, just like a couple weeks ago, you might have another dual Watford dream team up front. No, six crazy. shots in the box, five or six shots, five in the box. Like that's you know you want like Josh King two big chances against Manchester United and he puts one of them away like this is exactly what you want from Josh King and and Ranieri seems to really like him. I I am strongly considering him this week regardless of fixture just because of price. Now on the other side of the of the uh well of the pitch I guess uh in that match you've got OGS finally he's out at Manchester United. I believe, as we're sitting here, Michael Carrick is a caretaker manager. They're looking for an interim manager to fill in for the rest of the season before they announce an official manager to take over next season. Are they the stupidest? This is the stupidest, dumbest-run club I've I mean, ever seen. Well, I, you, you, one could argue Watford, especially in your world. I, I do hate Watford, but who even so, Watford, when they make a clean break, they know what they're doing next. Somebody joked, I, I, didn't, I don't have the Twitter account, I just have the memory of the tweet, just that... Uh, Solskjaer would have been fired four times that half if he had been a Watford manager. <laughs> That's true. But but Watford would have had a replacement, even yeah. if that replacement would have right. been sacked in the season too. United doesn't know what they're doing, and they do all this coming after the international break, which is why so many clubs sacked their managers two weeks ago, so they had the benefit of international break and coming in. Is there anything that you're doing here with United? Negative. Bad mojo, Scott. Their club mojo is uh, FPL. It's is a not- red. But they did. Not, but they right. did win today. They did win today. Uh, only, uh, only because they, they have the Ole. greatest footballer of all time playing on their team. Ronaldo hey. bails them out again. But do you know what uh, was also a comment that I saw a lot from people who were watching the match was why in the world they've been so hesitant to let to like try to feed Jaden Sancho. If you're gonna like, you're not. You didn't bring him in for nothing. When he has the ball, when well, he's lo- played in matches that matter, he's been he has showed like what everyone loves about him. The same people are asking that about Donny Vanderbeek, right? And he got a chance to play right. this past exactly. weekend. He's the one goal. Man, he looked like the leader out there. Yeah, I'll say he came in the second half. Almost seemed like he was going to will them to a draw. So for sure, these are valid questions, and these players are probably really glad that OGS is out the door. I don't so, know, man. I don't know. I don't know that much is changing. The fans were singing OGS today. That was another thing that the the fans on the United on the United part what, of the stands were, were serenading him and like because that's just weird. There's a bit of bitter. Maybe they love mediocrity. To, I don't know. I can't feel it. I, who has, who feels better today than Ole Gunnar Social Social? He got paid and he gets not work. Oh, he has to feel great. Seriously, no, his seven point five million dollar contract United paid him and now he's at home. The pressure off. Oh, yeah, he's got to feel unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, and they got extremely lucky in this match and still got thrashed. Yeah. McTominay should have gotten ejected. Minimum a yellow, and he didn't. 
and he got a yellow later. Yeah. Like Maguire getting a red eventually like, right. is the one like justice part of him. <laughs> All right. We have gone through our storylines. Let's go into the FPL America podcast league. The top score in the league, down towards the bottom of the table, but after this performance, he's on his way up. Stavros, 75th position, team name Knee Jerk Snowballs. Wow. 97 that, that is, fantasy points in game week 12. That is wow. an amazing That's score. stupid good. Nice job, Stavros. No uh, bench boost, nothing weird. Did he captain anybody out of the ordinary? That's a great question. I didn't even look. Hold on. Um, that, that's usually my realm, and I wasn't quick enough to bring that up. And No chips. Okay. Good he job. He took a negative eight. I love it. I, that makes me like it even more. James Cancelo, Chilwell, Salah Captain, Joda, Mane. He had three Liverpool midfielders. Hey, Gallagher, uh, Benteke had them all. Good job picking Benteke ahead of a brace. Uh, Joda was a popular choice coming in. He did get a knee knock, but he was in training today ahead of their Champions League match. Uh, the other thing about Joda, too, I think he was really a, a really hot pickup there for a second, just with the assumption that Firmino was going to be out mm-hmm. for a longer period than he actually probably is. Right. So the thought was that Firmino was going to be out for a while, and then, of course, it's like he's a quick healer. And he's like in contention within the next two weeks. It just isn't like it isn't as dire as it seemed. And Joda uh, went from being like, should we all go get him right now? To like, well, he might not be as necessary. Anyway, top three performers who had a little bit of movement. Number three is still All Star listener Ryan, high pressing, third overall with the seventy in game week twelve. Diane has dropped down to second. Whoa. After 69, Fusion Freaks FC. Sound the alarm. All-star listener Diane is second. One point behind first place Carrie, who moved up into first after an 82. That's Here job, we Carrie. go again. Carrie, Diane, Ryan are top three in the league with a new number one. And Carrie, well done. Gentlemen, game week 13 on the weekend. We're here. Game week 14 in the midweek, 15 on the weekend. It is coming now fast and furious as we get into the into the teens of the season. It's going to be fun. I can't believe we're already here. It happened in the blink of an eye, Brian. It's kind of like watching your kids grow up. It I just know. happens. It just in, is. In a blink. I feel like I was in high school yesterday. Uh, you look like it. <laughs> Not really. No, I'm kidding. For the FPL America podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time. <laughs>